Is Donovan Wilson the most underrated Dallas Cowboy heading into the 2023 season? All that more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We are continuing with our preview series, getting you ready for Dallas Cowboys training camp later this month. We have finally got to the safety position, which is arguably the best position on the roster. We're going to get into all the names here, whether this is the best trio of safeties in the league. But Landon, I wanted to, to start with this. I think Donovan Wilson is the most underrated player on the Cowboys for hmm. a variety of reasons, which we can get into in a second. But would you agree with that statement? I think he is certainly, you know, at the top of the list, right? Because simply because he is such a catalyst for this defense, uh, you know, he is a true playmaker. Uh, you know, a lot, uh, I think you would probably describe Curse and Hooker as very uh, safe safeties, you know, that they, they, they keep <laughs> it all in front of them. Like yeah. I mean, just what are you, what are you gonna do? Uh, they, they, you know, they, they are playmakers too, of their own right, for sure. But I would say as far as the guy who, when you need a big play from the safety position, when you need, I mean, really not even just to the safety position, he is one of the true playmakers on this defense. Uh, you know, he spent a, an early part of his uh, career kind of being a very boomer bust type player, right? Like he felt mm-hmm. like he was giving up some big plays while he was making some big plays. And I think a lot like we've seen from Trayvon Diggs, uh, what we've seen is kind of instead of it being such a wide boom and bust area, he's really raised his floor a bit and, and, and played very solid football and not making uh, as many uh, huge mistakes. Uh, but I think he's still maintained a high level of playmaking. So, uh, I, yeah, I think that he certainly uh, needs to be the first person on that list simply because, you know, there's two other guys in the position who also kind of take away a little bit of the luster from him. Um, and, and in general, I just think that it's underrated how, you know, he continually makes huge game-changing plays right when the Cowboys defense needs it. I, I saw the stat earlier this morning kind of doing some research. He let all safeties in QB pressures, QB hits run stops last year and it just feels like we don't really talk about him as one of the top players in the defense and that happens when you have a Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs and Demarcus Lawrence like like I get it but you want to talk about like somebody who kind of brings the energy up of this defense and kind of makes his presence known in big games go watch the Giants game the the Monday night football game he was phenomenal he was all over the field uh you could just feel you, you could feel his energy for a lack of a better term. Like it, when he's on the field, there's just a different type of intensity that the defense has. He pulls the trigger and comes downhill as well as any safety in the league, you know, and, and, and has great instincts and sees it all very well. You know, he understands often what's happening to him and, and sees it early. And that's how he kind of is able to make those, those type of plays. Uh, you know, he, I think because again, he plays with two other guys who obviously play a ton of football. I mean, it's not like any one of these three safeties 
doesn't play a ton of snaps on this team. You know, they all play a bunch. So I, I can see why it's easy to kind of, you know, look past him a little bit because most teams only have one good safety and the Cowboys have three probably average or a better, better uh, uh, safeties. Yeah. And, and, and Wilson obviously being the one that kind of generates the most big plays, it does feel like he gets overlooked sometimes as like the rotational guy instead of the mo- like v- extremely valuable box safety uh, that can kind of do a little bit of everything for the Cowboys. Well, it's why I thought it was such a big deal that the Cowboys were able to sign him to a contract yeah. extension this offseason just because he fills so many roles, right? We've, we've been worried about this linebacker spot for a while because there's only one established guy in Leighton Vander Esch, and he's gets banged up a lot. But having somebody like Donovan Wilson who can come in and be your nickel linebacker or mm-hmm. frankly just be your second linebacker if you need him to, he does everything so well. I've got the numbers here. These are from Pro Football Focus over the last three years. 73rd percentile coverage grade. 92nd percentile coverage grade with no pressure. 92nd percentile coverage grade on passes that come before three seconds. Uh, 61st percentile coverage grade at free safety. 70th percentile coverage grade in the box. 91st percentile Forced incompletion rate, run defense grade, 70th percentile, run stop percentage, 99th percentile. I mean, he just does everything at an above average level. But when you talk about like the top 10, top 12 safeties in the NFL, he's never mentioned in that same tier, which is kind of strange to me. Yeah, it was, you know, not an overly drafted guy was a guy that kind of developed in the inside the Cowboys, you know, organization for, for years and years. Uh, and, and, and I think that because of that, I mean, that's usually the path, uh, that gets overlooked, right? It's not, it's the guys that aren't the first round picks that kind of develop and hone their craft over a series of years. And I think what you're seeing in Donovan Wilson now is kind of the end result of a man, very toolsy guy that came out of Texas A&M that just has over time stuck on the roster, continually got better. And, and you know, suddenly you look around and you've, you've, you've got two free agent safeties that you bring into the, into the organization. And the guy that you've been developing this whole time ends up being every bit, if not better than them. So I, I think it shows you just kind of uh, the kind of a unique path that he took and that it, it's, it's not, you know, the normal kind of flashy path that gets a lot of praise, but his play for, speaks for itself. And, and when he's on the field, uh, offenses definitely feel it. And the last thing I'm going to say on Wilson before we move on is going into year five with the team, right? Third year in Dan Quinn's defense. I think this is going to happen with a lot of these guys. Like when you get to year three of being in the same scheme and you you basically know everything you need to know, you can just play really fast. Like you don't have to think. It's going to become second nature. I won't be surprised if we get – you know, three, four, five players that have the best years of their career just simply because of continuity, right? Like that's one of the things that we don't talk about enough is like having the same system, being on the same team with the same defensive coach, that stuff really does matter when it comes to the big games. And now you just don't have to think. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, even if the team is kind of adjusting what they do and, and, and that's been clear that, that, you know, defenses across the NFL are kind of moving more towards shell type coverage and stuff. And sure. that even affected the Cowboys last year. They, they did that too. But, but just the fact, mere fact that they are inside the defense with the same language and, and, and all that is changed. The checks are the same. All that is something that you're there. That's second nature to them. It's not something they have to go to have to relearn or re go through. I mean, they will re review it in, in training camp, but it's not something they're having to 
you know, kind of re uh, ingest well, into themselves and they know yeah, it all. It's second nature. Now Dan Quinn can go to Donovan Wilson and be like, Hey, do you remember that game in 2021? Yeah. When we played Patrick Mahomes in Kansas city. And we ran this coverage on third down. Like that kind of stuff is going to matter when you get That's into short, big yeah. time games. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do think that, you know, if and, and I think if they want us to continue to make changes or continue to adjust what the type of coverage is, having that shorthand to be able to like talk about the 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 situation in the language that you're going to use is is helpful, right? It's easier to kind of have the conversation. Hey, we'll 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 run uh, this Dallas dog defense, except I want you to be uh, five yards off the line of scrimmage instead of seven yards to kind exactly. of watch for crossers. You know, it's just like that sort of stuff. So. I do think that uh, it's going to benefit a lot of these players, but you're right. I think the secondary players specifically having, you know, because of all the communication that's involved, because you have all these guys that are, have been here before. And the only person you're adding is a very savvy veteran. Uh, I feel like the communication is going to be incredibly solid on the back end for the Cowboys this year. Donovan Wilson might be the most underrated player in the Cowboys, but is he even the best safety on the mm-hmm. roster? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right. All you have to do is bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That is $200 you can spend on anything from betting on money lines to over-unders to who you think is going to get the first home run in the game on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There is no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. We are continuing with our safety preview for the 2023 season. Landon, the Cowboys have two other safeties on the roster opposite of Donovan Wilson that both played over 1,000 snaps last year, J. Ron Kirst and Malik Hooker. Of those three safeties, which one do you consider the best? Well, you know, it's funny because when you asked uh, if Donovan Wilson was the most underrated player on this team um, – I, I part of me had to hold back because I do think that Malik Hooker does not get enough credit for what he does on this roster. Um, I tend to think that Hooker may be the best of the three, simply because of his skill set is so much more versatile than everybody else's. I mean, I think Donovan Wilson can give you a little bit of everything, but you are getting the best Donovan Wilson when he's in the box, right? When he's able to come down and and, and come downhill, like we talked about, and and, and be aggressive. That's that's. Donovan Wilson had his best. I think Malik Hooker is is probably. I mean, there's. I don't think there's a probably about it. I think Malik Hooker is the most skilled traditional safety, right? As far as what you would normally be traditionally yes. asking a safety to do, I think he can do a little bit of everything better than all the rest of us. Specifically, playing on the back end, he's the best of the of these three at playing free safety. Uh, and kind of covering up uh, everything and making sure everything stays in front of him. Having a guy like Malik Hooker is so incredibly valuable on this defense uh, because it's all uh, hinged and, 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 and built around preventing big plays. Exactly. So you need yep. to make sure that you have a safety who is keeping a, a conscious eye on what's happening behind or what's about to get past him and what's, you know, what's happening on the deep end, but athletic enough that they are able to do it 
uh, while still being able to come downfield quickly if if you know it's a short pass or a run. And and that's that's a, a difficult level of athleticism. It's a difficult level of of football IQ. You have to be able to understand you know, reading, reading patterns and understanding, you know, passing concepts and understand what they're trying to do to you and understand that you're they're, you're being manipulated often by the quarterback and the offense. So having someone like Malik Hooker, who, you know, come in, came into the league with just a high level of pedigree, obviously had a very up and down career because of injuries in Indianapolis and, and to see him like finally kind of put it all together, have multiple, multiple healthy seasons kind of uh, uh, rolled together uh, which which allowed him to kind of take his game where it needed to go. And now I think you're starting to see the Malik Hooker we were promised, you know, coming out of Ohio State. Uh, but I also think that he's not getting nearly the the uh, the rah-rah that we saw previous early in his career when there was a lot of excitement. I, I think Malik Hooker allows this defense to do a lot of things that it absolutely would not be able to do without a solid athletic steady presence on the back end like Malik Hooker to kind of make it all make sure that it's safe and and not something that's going to get them burnt on the back well and I think Dan Quinn knows that look at like his track record as a defensive coordinator or as a head coach like he's always had to have that free safety that could make plays when needed and tackle whether it was you know DeMonte Casey in Atlanta kind of during his prime whether it was Earl Thomas in Seattle or even you go back to his Florida days when they had Matt Elam was the safety yep. there or back to the Jets when it was Kerry Rhodes, like in the mid two thousands, like that safety position, the true free safety that can cover a lot of ground and not give up big plays is really the, the whole goal of this it's defense. Pivotal, as you mentioned, pivotal right? to a cover one, cover three defense. Because you need that guy in the middle of the field, you know, because the idea is that if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to do it on 12, 13 plays. And eventually you're going to mess up somewhere. You're going to have a penalty. You're going to take a sack. You're going to have a drop pass. As long as we don't give up the big plays, we're going to force something underneath. Um, And having somebody like Malik Cookers really helped the Cowboys in that department. Yeah. And even as, like we said, there, there is more of a shift away from the cover one, cover three defenses. That doesn't mean that someone like Hooker is any less valuable, right? Because no. you're still going to play those coverages and you're still going to need that guy in the middle of the field when you do. Uh, and then well, when you play cover two, he's going to dominate in cover two. Yeah. Right? Oh, you yeah. Have, and you I was have just going to say, area to cover. I was going to say, you're, you're making, just making his job easier if you're playing in cover two because, yeah. that, you know, like he's like half the field, which is way less he's having to cover. Uh, he's easier to pull the trigger down if he needs to come down and, and, and make a hit. And that's the other thing, too, is that you've got two safeties. You've got three safeties who you have no problem making yeah. tackles, you know? And that's a huge thing that you need with, with safety, especially nowadays, is they yeah. have got to be able to be physical enough to bring down tight ends and running backs that are coming out of, out of the backfield. So all three of these guys definitely have that ability. Uh, I've got two more questions about this three-headed monster. The first one is J. Ron Curse played through a ton of injuries last year. Yeah. Um, a really important part of this defense because of his size, his length, his tackling ability. But I think he's over at the age of 30 now. He has you know pretty extensive injury history. Should we be worried about his play potentially falling off this year? We're getting there. He he turns thirty this year, I think. Yeah, he's twenty nine now, and and will be thirty. So yeah, it's definitely you know right near the uh, area you start to worry about it. You know, I think the other thing to keep in mind though is that he had a late blooming career, so he didn't put a ton of snaps on his body earlier on his career. It was mostly special team snaps, which are still snaps, but Violent it's not. Snaps, you know, though. Yeah, it's not like a thousand you know snaps you know per yeah, season sure. previous to this. So. 
you know, maybe, maybe you get a little bit more longevity, but yeah, I do think it's time to start, you know, considering what you've got in some of these other replacements and, and guys that we'll talk about here in a bit. Or a just bit, limited bet. snaps. Like, yeah, I love Jay Ronkers, but he, they probably don't need him to play 1100 snaps this year. Maybe just no. cut 15 snaps out of him, you know, game and whether you give it to Mukamu or somebody else on the roster, it, it probably would help him stay a little bit fresher by the time you got to the playoffs. Well, and the other, you know, obviously benefit you get is that it gives you opportunity to develop those guys too. I mean, the yeah. good news for the Cowboys is that they have other guys on the roster that not only they feel like are competent, you know, replacements for these guys, but they're guys that they want to see have yeah. on the field to see them develop a little bit because they are the future at the position. Yeah. Uh, last question here before we move on. Is this the best safety room in the NFL? I mean, it's got to be in the conversation, right? Like, uh, listen, <laughs> I saw that PFF graphic that came out this weekend and, and, and the I word had nothing secondary. to do with it. Don't worry. <laughs> Dave Hellman said it best. I think when he said the word secondary is doing a lot of work for yeah. basically what the graphic said, just for those who didn't see is that PFF listed a couple of different position groups, very oddly grouped, but they had one called secondary that they listed the Eagles as the best in the NFC at, which very, yeah. I would say extremely we'll debatable. Just, we'll have a little meeting. At that, that's another that. podcast, I guess. But but I, I think to answer the, the larger question, like, look, I mean, top to bottom, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind, right? Like, if you want to have a conversation about some of the starters versus our starters, okay, we can have a conversation about that. But as far as, like, depth or, you know, the number of safeties that that, that has or the versatility of what those guys can do, I, the Cowboys have the most depth the most versatility at the position in the NFL as far as I'm concerned. The only thing they don't have is the the all-pro player at the top of the list. But as we've already mentioned, I think Donovan Wilson is top 10 safety in the league. And I think with another season like he had last year, he's going to get some Pro Bowl consideration. And we know Malik Cooker is a first-round talent that played really well. I, I think it's the best unit in the NFL for my money because you've got, you've got three guys that could be starters on every single team in the league. Yeah. And yeah. you've got two guys kind of behind them that are really talented options. So I, I, I probably I'd be starters agent, too, yes. right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe they have one player in the top ten safeties list. You know, if you were ranking them, but they probably have three players in the top fifteen. Exactly. Right? That's like exact so, point, and, right. and that's that's a. That, and ultimately, we talk about secondary being a lot like offensive line, where it's great to have top end players, but what it's really about is your weak link. Yeah, right, it's like a weak that's, link position. Weak yeah. link positions are defensive backfield and offensive line. The Cowboys have strength throughout at corner and and safety. They have a. I I would I think the Cowboys have the best uh, secondary in football. I, I don't I, think it's a reach to say that at all. All right, so we talked about the top three here for the Dallas Cowboys, but who is the deep sleeper that you are the most excited about this season? We'll get to that next. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Every day, we'll be back for tomorrow's show answering your Twitter questions, so make sure you send them in to us at Marcus underscore Mosher, at McCoolBCB. But right now, we're talking about the deep sleepers at the safety position. Landon, who do you have your eye on as we go into training camp? Well, I mean, it's hard not to immediately go to Israel Mukwamu, uh, especially after the way he played last year down, down the stretch, coming in and playing some corner for them and, and really – frankly, doing a great job uh, of doing better than just kind of replacement level. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that when we've seen him come in and play safety, he's been very good. He's been, he looks the part he he's made plays. He's, you know, he's shown that uh, he's ready for it. 
Um, so I, I feel like Mukwamu is a guy that, you know, has moved kind of to some sort of middle rung between, you know, those top three and the kind of the rest of the group, right? He's separated himself from the Marquise balls and the Tyler coils and that sort of thing. So uh, I think that he's a guy that they are going to try to find a way to get on the field. And whether it's, whether it's, you know, giving curse a few less snaps, whether it's having packages where he comes in and he's the nickelback. uh, I I think that I would be surprised if, uh, Mukwami was relegated to just a rotational role here, like where that he comes in when somebody needs a blow. I, I, I tend to think that they'll try you know different things to do to get him on the field to see what he can do, not only just to develop him, but because he's developed at a point where well, they, they, they could use that athleticism and that length on the field pretty soon. It's also, we're going into year three now with yeah. Israel Mukwami. Oh, like time, we've man. talked about his potential forever. Like, it's time to use him, right? He's this really cheap asset. He's got this unique skill set with his length and his, you know, quickness. You got to get him on the field and see if he can make the plays because every time the Cowboys have given him opportunities, he's been awesome. Whether it's in preseason where he led the NFL and interceptions, which I know doesn't mean anything, but you get him in the field, the regular season, he makes plays in a playoff game. You have him play slot corner and he's really good. It's time for the Cowboys to to find ways to get him on the field. But I also want to mention a couple other players, actually three other players. There's a lot. Absolutely insane. Marquise Bell, an undrafted free agent that the Cowboys gave a ton of money to last offseason. He was on the active roster all 17 games last year. That clearly means they like him quite a bit. They also have Tyler Coyle, who I believe we're going into year three now, Remember, the Cowboys pulled him up off the practice squad late in the season to kind of play some slot corner for them. He's been somebody who's been on some of their special teams units. Uh, they like him quite a bit. And then Wanya Thomas, another undrafted free agent that they signed last year from Georgia Tech. Maybe not quite the athlete of Marquis Spell, but another one of these free safety types that maybe down the road could replace Malik Hooker. Just gave you seven safeties to watch Uh the, during training camp um and landon you remember the days when we were hoping to have like maybe this is the year gerald sense boss just a little bit more consistent i mean we were trying to find a second safety and now Forever. and now we have three safeties that are beyond starter level and then three other actually four other guys who all look like solid replacements for each one of those three I mean, I, I don't even know what to do with myself. Do, do you remember the days safety. when like Barry Church was a revelation for the Cowboys? I defense? mean, we don't have to go back that far. We, like, honestly, like just talking about Donovan Wilson, do you remember when all of our safety hopes pinned on whether Donovan Wilson was healthy that I mean, week or not? I do. Like, that wasn't that long ago. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the way the Cowboys were able to turn this position around is – I can't think of it anything like it. I mean, it's seriously, and and, the, and just the speed in which they were able to go from consistently the one of the worst safety situations in the league to you know, like like we said, arguably the best safety situation in the league is is shocking. The the speed in which the turnaround happened is just is unbelievable. Frankly, the drought in safeties between like Ken Hamlin to J. Ron Curse oh, was pretty incredible, right? It really, really, really was. I mean, I mean, it, it rivaled the, 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 the time between what are we calling it? Danny white and Tony Roma, or I guess we'll, we'll, we'll call your guy. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, as, as an interim quarterback, but it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it, you just kind of had forgotten about it. 
Oh, like you're yeah. just like, oh, they'll they'll patch up safety again this year. And then suddenly, you know, they sign two free agents and, and Cowboys Nation is so used to just this kind of behavior. They're like, ah, it's not going to make it move the needle. Suddenly Hooker is the hooker that you thought he was going to be. Yeah. Curse is some dude you'd never seen before. Like it suddenly yeah. showed up with the way he played on the Cowboys. Uh, and then Donovan Wilson, who had already been on a steady incline, uh, kind of just filled out the room in a way that it just, like I said, it all just happened at once. It was very bizarre. One of the reasons why I'm very optimistic about this Cowboys team this year is the secondary and the defensive line, really the edge rushers. They're, they're filled with top end talent and they've got a lot of depth. And those are two positions where you need to have the depth. I think over the course of a 17 game season, they're going to be able to manage these guys snaps find ways to use them in unique packages to get, you know, different groups on the field and together that should help them be a really successful defense, not only game to game, but over the course of the season, this defense should be absolutely awesome. I think the safeties are going to be a big reason for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's hard not to be excited about this group. It's hard not to be excited about the group in front of them. One thing I really like about what you just said too, is that, you know, there's always constantly this struggle between pass rush and coverage. And because the Cowboys are deep at both positions as injury or, or whatever happens throughout the season, they can adjust, you know, they yeah. can make adjustments like, Oh, we're down a pass rusher. We may need to really tighten it up on coverage. Oh, we're down a corner. We may need to crank it up in the pass rush. And it gives the Cowboys opportunity to correct injury yeah. mistakes outside of just trying to plug in another corner or plug well, in another defense. And player. not only that, like the, I think for the first time in forever, they have like, some performance stuff. Like if somebody's just struggling, yeah. they have a two game stretch where they're not playing well. It's they, not, okay. Hey, he's got to work his way through it because we have no other option. Like I, I remember the days of, Hey, your pass rushers are Jeremy <laughs> Mincy and Everett <laughs> Brown. And they got to figure it out one way or another. It's Hey, if you don't yeah. perform, you're just not going to get snaps, right? There's yeah. no more of this, you know, just show up and play and collect your paycheck. Like you've got to earn your snaps at edge rusher and at safety. Uh, and that should just raise the floor and the ceiling for everybody in both units. Uh, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen of the day. Again, every day, we'll be back tomorrow to answer your Twitter questions, so make sure that you send them in. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. Check out our show on YouTube. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time.